Good evening, afternoon or morning team. Welcome to your Coach's Corner for another week. My name is Coach Bart and for the next 10 or so minutes I'm going to be your coach. And today we've got a pretty cool topic. We're going to talk about the correct way to do cardio. So for people that don't do cardio, this will give you some insight on how to add it to work with your goals. For people that do do cardio, it's going to help you do your cardio better. And for everyone that's just completely confused on where cardio fits for their, for their goals, you're going to have a bit of clarity by the end of this episode. If it's your first time here, welcome. It's great to have you a part of the Personal Best community. Make sure that you do follow the show. Following the show allows us to do more of this and give you more cool content. Um, make sure you do share the show, like the show, talk about it so you know what to do. So whatever platform you're on, hit that button, hit that like, hit that share, and it means a lot to us. And follow us on TikTok too. We've got some cool stuff happening there at Jets Australia. Cardio. Now, the way I program cardio is a little bit different. I think that it's a little bit more of an efficient way to think about cardio, a bit of a different perspective to think about cardio than others you may have heard and so the way I like to look at cardio, with for no matter what goal you're trying to achieve, fat loss, muscle gain, performance, what have you, we should be doing cardio for what cardio is good for. And that's leveling up our aerobic and anaerobic systems rather than focusing on it because it burns the most calories. So in today's episode, we're going to go through the three main types of cardio I like to program and how it applies to you, the general uh, population who just wants to burn a bit of fat, build a bit of muscle, but also to athletes, to endurance athletes, how you should be attacking this. And this might be poignant if you've got a marathon or a half marathon coming up or, or what have you. So firstly, I like to think about cardio in three basic categories. There's aerobic cardio, and stay with me for the terminology here. There's high-intensity cardio, and there's what I like to call threshold cardio. So three ways I like to program cardio Aerobic is pretty simple. It's the, the long, slow, steady state cardio that you're probably very aware of. But the caveat here is that I need your intensity to be low, low within a certain threshold. And so the way I like to program this is, is if you're an endurance athlete, you'll be doing a hell of a lot of this stuff. Um, if you're, um, if you're a, a, a person in the gym who wants to build muscle, you'll see a little bit of aerobic uh, work in there in my programs. This is just to promote recovery and promote blood flow. But really, we're thinking about what it does in terms of how we program it. And what it does is it teaches our body to more efficiently use fat and oxygen as a fuel, but it needs to be in that low heart rate. So what I see a lot of people do is say, all right, I heard Bart say, go out for a long, a long run or a long ride or what have you, and their heart rate is sitting far too high, which, can't, which, which just sort of sits in what's called the threshold type of cardio, which we'll talk about in a second. So if you want a basic idea of where you should be or where your intensity should be, it should be somewhere between a 4 and a 6 out of 10 on the long aerobic stuff. Um, a 6 might even be a bit too high. But I like to get objective measures from heart rate. So I like to use the formula of 180, 180 minus your age. So if you're 30 years old, 180 minus 30 is 150. So I want your heart rate to sit just below 150, and that's your predicted aerobic threshold. So sitting in that heart rate will teach our body to use oxygen, and use fat as a fuel. We want it to be efficient in that process, but we need to stay there for a long time because that, that energy system is running 247 uh, within our lives. So I want you to put that on one end of, the, end of the spectrum. There's aerobic. On the other end is what you'd call high-intensity alactic, whatever you want to call it, but commonly known as HIT high-intensity interval training. The reason why it's in interval format is because you can't hold this intensity for very long. So we need to hit it, 
<laughs> pun intended, and then recover to allow us to hit that heart rate again in the next set, which is why it's set up in intervals. And so hit training is somewhere between sort of five and 30 second efforts with long rests. So I'm talking two, three, four, five minute rests. The reason why the rests are so long is because we need your body to recover. If you're truly hitting the high intensity that I want you to hit in these sessions, you need time to recover in between sets so you can hit that same intensity again. I don't want you to hit uh, a, a 10 out of 10 pace in the first set and then as you fatigue, you end up with like a 4 out of 10 pace. I'd rather you hold a 9 out of 10 across all sets. So you need that recovery. So if you're doing hit training and you're only having 10, 15 seconds rest, change your paradigm. Work harder in your working sets and have longer rests. That's where the benefit of HIIT comes from. And what this does to your body is a little bit different. In fact, it's entirely different to what long, slow, uh, steady state cardio does. It affects your nerves. Because you have to move fast, your nerves have to fire and produce more force within a shorter time frame. And because of that, it'll activate type 2 muscle fibers, which is different to the type 1 muscle fibers that are normally affected in your aerobic training it's also a very time-efficient uh, way of training. Um, and it's also, for those that are aesthetically based, it's muscle sparing, if done correctly. Remember, we can't do a 45-minute hit session. We can if the rests are three or four or five or six minutes in between each set. But if we've only got, if we're working 45-seconds work and 15-seconds rest, it's not actually hit. We, we need to make sure we're hitting the high intensity, the higher threshold. And then if we think about aerobic on one end of the spectrum, hit on the other end of the spectrum, in the middle is what I like to call threshold. And for those runners out there, this is working with what's called your anaerobic threshold. And basically this just means sort of one to four minute efforts with again a long rest. So we're sustaining a higher power for the entirety of that set then we're allowing our, our body to recover. If you've ever done fart leg training before, it's a similar sort of thing. Um, but what I find, is that, again, if you think about this spectrum, aerobic on one end, hit on the, on the other end, and threshold in the middle, a lot of people just stay within this threshold, unbeknownst to them. They stay in this, this, uh, this threshold energy system. And if we spend too much time there and we're doing too much work there, we're sort of muddying the waters of what we're trying to do with our cardio training. And so if we've got our three different types here, aerobic, hit, and threshold, the best way we can utilize them is to periodize them like we do with any training program. So there are parts of your year where you'll be doing more aerobic work. There'll be some parts of your year where you'll drop the aerobic work and maybe focus more on threshold work. And the more we sort of interchange and play with our times of year and our programming, the better benefits we're going to get. If we just do all of them all of the time, we're not really nuancing our training and we're not allowing us to progressively overload these energy systems. So I want to give you a bit more of a, a clearer picture. So if you're here and you're listening to the podcast, thank you, um, and you're, you're just like, hey, I want to look a bit better, maybe I want to build a bit of muscle, I want to increase my metabolism, um, I want to be more confident and I want to, I like cardio, I want to do cardio, what do I do? What does my week look like? Well, I suppose the, the best place to start is if you are doing cardio at the moment, make sure you do have one aerobic session, one hit session, one threshold session to tick all of your boxes. But as I said, if we stick with, them all, stick with all of them all the time, we're muddying the waters. So think about it as this. Start with aerobic, do one or two aerobic sessions a week, 20 plus minutes at that mafetone heart rate, the 180 minus your age. And then after three or four weeks, add in a hit session, just one. That's all we need. 
see what that does to your body. Once you start to plateau there, maybe take the hit session out, take out an aerobic, and then add in a threshold session. And obviously, if you're training for an event, this is a little bit different. But very generally, play with these energy systems, play with these cardio types throughout your year to keep uh, to keep uh, progressively overloading and keep your body changing. All right. For the person, for the endurance athlete who maybe is going to do a half marathon or, or a marathon or wants to do an Ironman one day, there's a great book out there called 80-20 Running by Matt Fitzgerald. And I've tried this style of training for a very long time for, for endurance athletes uh, and for myself, mainly when I was doing Spartan races. And I think if you're doing endurance work, this is a really great way to train. In fact, there's some great articles out, out there about uh, Elliot Kipchoge, which I'm sure you're all all aware of, um, almost at that two hour um, <laughs> two hour marathon mark, um, uh, one of the best runners of all time, and they looked at his uh, eighty twenty his aerobic anaerobic split. So when we talk about eighty twenty, eighty percent aerobic work, twenty percent anaerobic work. So eighty percent long slow work, twenty percent fast huffy puffy stuff. And they looked at his training program, and he pretty much hits eighty twenty running. Uh, or 80-20 energy systems throughout his entire year. And then you would think as he gets closer to a race that that ratio would shift to more anaerobic, more race pace sort of stuff, but it, it doesn't. He does more of the aerobic stuff, which is fascinating. So if you haven't, if you haven't, if you are a keen runner or a keen endurance athlete, you have to read that book. Um, but I like that style of training. So if you are training for an event, 80% of your training should be within this aerobic energy system, which is long and slow. And word of warning, you're going to feel like you're moving slow, but that's the idea. We don't want to be moving maximally. It's just like in, in when, when lifting weights. A lot of the benefits we get from lifting weights come sub-maximally, come below failure. And it's the same with, with running or riding or endurance sports. A lot of your aerobic benefit comes at a lower sub-maximal level. So if you are training for an endurance event, that long, slow stuff is going to feed you better than just flogging yourself three times a week. And so I suppose the recommendation here is if you've got five sessions, if you're doing five uh, endurance sessions leading up to your race, uh, four of them should be long, slow, and aerobic um, generally, and then one of them should be either a threshold or a hit or or, or a bit of both or, or thereabouts. So team, this is how I like to program my cardio. You'll note I didn't talk about you know which types of cardio burn the most calories, and the reason is I see I see this time and time again. People who try to manually burn off the fat or manually burn the calories never sustain it, and if they do sustain it, they their quality of life is very low because here's the situation: you um you eat something you shouldn't have. Let's say you eat 300 excess calories in your head. All right, I need to burn 300 calories on this treadmill. And you do, but then what happens if you eat another 400 calories the next day or 500 calories the next day? We're human. We, we can't keep ourselves within these calorie constraints for a very long time. You're, you're creating a very poor relationship, with one, with the food that you're eating and two, with the exercise that you're doing. And that relationship is a really important one because you can't outrun that. You can't out-endurance or out-cardio that bad diet. And then what happens is that you've got someone who's using cardio to keep the weight off, then as soon as they eat a bit more, they'll gain weight. And as soon as they stop all the cardio that they're doing, they're going to gain weight. And often that bridge breaks one way or the other, and then they're off the wagon and they're back to where they started. So if, you have, if this is the first time you've heard this message from me, have a listen to our other episodes. They're a little bit more 
articulate in this in this fashion but I would prefer you to automatically burn your calories just by being increasing your metabolism through weight training and then using cardio what it's good for to keep you healthy to upgrade your aerobic and anaerobic system uh, and make you fitter all right so team that's coach's corner for this week if you have any questions about aerobic or cardio training reach out to us on social media through our instagram our TikTok or our Facebook, we're Jets Australia, J-E-T-T-S, and we'll be sure to answer those questions for you, be as detailed as you can. We, we like the detail in the questions so we can answer it more specifically to you. Uh, and again, if you're, not, if you're not already, follow the show, share the show, tell everyone, and we will see you again soon uh, in the main episode next week. Bye.